Hi, it's Pete Price. On my podcast today is Robin Tudor, the head of communications at Liverpool Airport. My favourite airport in this country because they're friendly, more friendly than any other airport. What's going to happen to Liverpool Airport now we're ready to open? Join me with Robin Tudor and my favourite airport, Liverpool Airport. Liverpool Live. Robin, you've got the airways. What's happening with Liverpool Airport after this dreadful, dreadful time? Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough time, obviously, for us as, as a business, and um, you know, it's we, we're not there yet, sadly. I mean, that's the frustrating thing. I mean, clearly with the, the vaccine rollout, which is great, um, and you know, the ease of the lockdown, which is great, but we've still got a little bit of way to go, unfortunately. So, at the moment, we've still got just a handful of flights. Literally, I mean, we we have at the moment about two, maybe three flights a day, um, and if you think of what it's normally like, Pete, you know, when, when you and I usually have a chat, it's, you know, kind of 40, 50, 60 departures yeah. a day at mm-hmm. uh, normal times. So, um, yeah, we've, it's, it's been a, you know, it has been a really tough 12 months or more for us now. Um, but, we, you know, we're hanging in there and we're looking forward to everybody being able to fly soon, hopefully. And, and it looks like May 17th is the date that has been set by government to hopefully get people travelling again, but to what extent, we, we don't yeah. know. So we've just got to wait and see what happens over the next few days and weeks. Robin, the flights you've got now, what sort of people are travelling? And talk us through the facilities you've got, because uh, you've really gone to town, haven't you, to get the it all right? We have, yeah. I mean, throughout the whole of the lockdown, we've, um, we've never closed. We've never kind of shut all the operations or anything like that. So we've maintained keeping the, the, the airport going. And that, that's not been easy because, you know, we, we incur lots of costs if you've got just one flight a day or if you've got 51 flights a day, to be honest with you. Um, and we've, we've kept open, particularly for flights like the Isle of Man, where, you know, we have two flights a day, um, literally just a very small number of people travelling. But importantly, they were, oh, and still are, people coming over from the Isle of Man to come to the northwest for NHS treatment. Right. So a really important kind of service, if you like, to maintain that link to communities over in the island and to be able to continue to access some really important healthcare here in the northwest. Um, so that's been that's been running throughout. We've seen flights to to Belfast start get going again now, and and with the ease in the first kind of phase of lockdown as we came out of it, it meant that you could fly domestically. And that's what Belfast is, and. It's just four flights a week at the moment. And normally, we'd have about four flights a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen some really interesting, seen really big, quite big loads on those flights already. And I think that's people who are travelling to see probably family and friends that have not been able to do for 12 or 18 months. Um, we know there's a lot of um, people who need to travel between Liverpool and Belfast on, on business as well and for essential travel needs. They've been doing that. So, a bit of a mix on that route, but particularly the the increase recently, we, we believe, has been down to, say, the opportunity for families and friends to, to reunite, if you like, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Um, and then other flights, we've we've had a few flights to places like Alicante and to Malaga, you know, maybe one or two a week. Um, and that has been a mix of um, some Spanish nationals. Um, we've seen people who have um, got residences overseas and have got um, kind of dual passport, if you like, so they're, they're dual nationals. And they continue to travel, but for the wider community, people still aren't allowed to travel internationally um, for for leisure reasons. So that, that that ban is still there. So it has only been for those people who can prove 
they yeah. have to travel, they need to travel for certain reasons. Robin, I've got to ask on that. Have you turned people away who've tried to get out and haven't got a proper valid reason? Yeah, I mean, we, we the airport, haven't, um, but the airlines have. So as the, air, as the, as the airline date, if people haven't got the right paperwork, and that's the key to all this, there's, a, there's lots of information out there on, on various websites, but you, you've got to go through quite a few hoops to be able to travel these days, whether that's in terms of having tests before you go and you've got to have the you can't have the lateral flow test it's got to be a pcr test and you have to do that depending on which country you're traveling to um you uh, likewise of course if you're returning to the uk you've got to do the same on your return and in quarantine as well but but yes it when when people haven't had the documentation the airline won't take you because they know that you won't be allowed into the country on arrival so it's literally been a handful of occurrences yeah. i'm pleased to say but it has happened <laughs> Now tell me, do airports and have airports started to work together better because of the situation or has it made it worse for you all? No, it's, in, it's a really interesting point because um, as an industry, you know, you know we, we are in competition with a whole host of other airports and, and you know, even here in the northwest, obviously Manchester is probably one of our biggest competitors. Um, but what's been interesting is, is this pandemic has meant that we're all in the same boat and you know whilst we have you know just a handful of flights a day leaving liverpool manchester is in exactly the same situation you know they've got three terminals and they've they've had to close two of them and operate only out of one so they've suffered just as as we have and you know heathrow birmingham newcastle um, we're all um, in this together and so actually as an industry we've kind of come together it's really quite galvanized us particularly in terms of lobbying government to try and say look you know how can we get out of this together how can we get international travel started again whilst remaining safe and that's got to be the number one priority we recognize that um so none of us are working on this alone we've very much been a, a united voice if you like because you know what you know what needs to be done at liverpool to to give people the confidence to travel again is exactly what's needed at every other uk airport so yeah it's an interesting time at the moment Tell me, what is the situation with private planes? Because we hear stories, the papers pick up on it every so often, that when people have got private planes, they seem to be able to uh, get out of the country easier mm-hmm. or get back into the country. What's, what's, what's happening with Yeah, they, they shouldn't be able to travel still unless they've got the right documentation uh-huh. and they, they have to travel. So you shouldn't see anybody just travelling on, on leisure on a, on a private flight just because they want to get away for a few days somewhere probably warmer than here. Um, but... The ability to charter an aircraft um, and operate them is is fairly unchanged, to be honest with you. But it's yeah, so that, that as long as they have that reason to travel, um, and so business people, for example, often the sort of people that do charter private jets and private planes, um, and if they can demonstrate that um, you know, they need to travel, they have yeah. to travel, then. Um, then that's okay, that's, that's fine by in terms of what the authorities will say to them. And of course the big thing is as well, Robin, uh, the airports rely on car parks, shops, the revenue from those uh, keeping staff in work. It, 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 this is also something you've been stunned by. Oh, I, I absolutely. I mean, if, you, if anybody is travelling out of the airport at the moment, they'll see that, you know, nothing is open because we don't have the volume of passengers that make it viable for retailers uh, at this moment in time. So, literally, you know, there is, um, you know, there are vending machines at the airport serving hot and cold drinks and, and light snacks, and that's about it. I mean, we've yeah. got for, for most of the time we've been able to keep 
um, either Boots or WH Smith, for example, open. So they've been able to at least provide some facilities. But in terms of having a meal before you go, going to the bar and perhaps having a few drinks before you go, because none of the people that would use these facilities really in, in, in volume are using it because they're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, none of these facilities are on because it's just not viable. So you know, their staff are furloughed, just like many others. Um, um, it's it's been really difficult because, as you said at the beginning, there it, it means that revenues have not been coming into the airport. So we've been incurring costs because we're keeping the business operational. Um, but the money coming in and you know, car parking, the car parks are absolutely empty at this moment in time. We've never seen the situation where we've got you know, so much tarmac that we can see for the first time in a long time because... Um, you know, nobody's travelling really at this moment in terms of numbers. I'm talking to Robert Tudor from Liverpool Airport. Boris's plan has um, stepped up and we're, we're moving along. Are you all, you and the other airports and the travel industry, holding your breath in case something happens? Has it made life difficult to have a, an opening date of, I think you said the 17th of May? Is it a difficult situation? It is, it is. And, and, and at the moment... What we're all waiting for, um, because the government have announced that we're going to have um, a traffic light system, as they refer to it, where you've got red, amber and green countries and different countries will, will fall into different classification. And the key for us is what countries are going to be in the green list, because if you're in the amber or you're in the uh, the red, then you've got restrictions like quarantine going to remain. And with the best in the world, no, but, well, very few people will... Um, be able to travel particularly on holiday for example um, and then return to have to then quarantine for um, you know obviously a, a period of time you know if you particularly if you've got to get back to work or um, kids have got to go into school or anything like that so the green one is the, is the, the list that we're waiting to find out and we're hopeful that by the beginning of may the government is saying they should be letting people know what countries are going to be on that green list difficulty for us is that our big destinations like say spain or um, it could be France, or it could be Portugal, you know, the popular holiday destinations. If they're not on that list, then, you know, none of those destinations are really going to start opening up for us. So mm. it is, you know, it's kind of holding our breath, if you like, to find out. And we know that 17th of May is not the be-all and end-all, because I think the government has said that if you're not on the green list by then, it is an evolving, changing picture. And so our optimism if you like is that we'll wait to see what we get for 17th in may but if it doesn't come then hopefully that might change by say june or july or august kind of later in the summer you know again hopefully certainly for the peak of the holiday season that's what we're really hoping for so it's a it's still very much a watching brief at the moment robin running an airport with you and your staff all together is it a problem and is one of the biggest headaches going to be when it is open the security uh, because security is in place as we know it's got to be in place and it's important to be in place because of all the terrorist attacks and all the problems we've had but now you've got the covid you've got your staff who've got to be careful is that going to be a headache um we don't think so i mean we've we've had 12 months of, of this now and so before we you know we have remained open. We did for a short period of time. It's a long time ago now, but when we had the first lockdown, then we came out of lockdown, we did actually kind of get going again last summer. And a lot of people managed to still get away to certain destinations. And so from a security point of view, you know, passengers were coming through. And yes, our staff have got all the PPE on, the visors and the masks and um, 
doing the, the, the various checks on passengers and trying to maintain the, the, the distancing where they where they can, where they need to. Um, so we, we, I won't say relaxed about it, but um, we've got systems in place that have, we're about well versed at using now, and the staff are very familiar with that. Passengers perhaps less so if you've not travelled for some time. Um, you know, to suddenly be, be faced by by staff wearing you know the, the visors and um, often will um, perhaps get you to move through the um, the metal detector because oh, for the sake of a better term um, two or three times whereas normally you'd come to be set it off yeah. and then give yeah. you kind of a pat down we're trying to minimise that because we're minimising that contact so sometimes they say oh we'll take that belt can you go back through try it again let's see if it works that time so the slight changes and tweaks in it. Um, but very much aimed at passenger safety and, and, and likewise for our staff as well. I, like many, many people, have had problems uh, trying to get money back from airlines, uh, which is not your department in any shape or form, but I've managed to get my money back. I've had several p- flights, like many, many people listening now. Um, I... I won't book now until I know I'm not going to get myself into that situation. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it, Robin? It is very difficult, and I think the airlines have, have learned an awful lot over the past 12 months as well about what's the best thing to try and do for passengers. So, you know, they've, they've built into now people making bookings that, um, you know, you've got a lot more um, freedom, if you like, to move flights mm. um, so that you can either you know, get a refund again or you can switch the date without incurring costs. So there's a, there's a you know, I think they've recognised they've got to give passengers a lot more flexibility. And, and all airlines are different the way they do these things. But by and large, they know that if they want to attract passengers back to flying in, they've got to give them that flexibility because we're going to be in this situation, you know, certainly for the foreseeable future, um, with people perhaps having to, to change their travel plans at very short notice. So I think they understand that now, that's for sure. Robin, to finish off, um, I, I say it unashamedly, and I always will say, you know that Liverpool Airport's my favourite airport. What do you say to everybody listening now about the future, and what's your message to the people of Liverpool? And we need to use Liverpool, not Manchester. Yeah, and, and that, is, that is the key to it. I mean, we've, we've spent a lot of time over the past 12 months um, continuing to make sure that we've got a very safe and COVID-secure operation at the airport. So certainly if anybody's got any concerns on that front um, that they shouldn't do because we've got a got a really good operation you know the all the things that, that you and i love Pete, about the airport the simplicity and getting through quickly um the space that we've always had at it's been our, one of our biggest advantages really so um you know, people can be relaxed we believe as they come to the airport in terms of worrying about you know covid19 as they, they they come through but our, our request to people is um, as soon as you are confident to travel again and, and hopefully we'll get that green list of destinations soon, then then please do use Liverpool. You know, we need people to come back to use Liverpool Airport because, um, you know, we've done everything we can to maintain the operation throughout this difficult period so that we can offer people the ability to fly from their airport once again as soon as it's safe and, and you know, permitted to do so. So, our, you know, our message certainly is come and use us, come and support your, your local airport because, um, you know, we want to get back to where we were very, very quickly so that we can offer even more destinations to all the great things that people like about the airport in terms of, you know, the range of destinations and all the good things about flying from Liverpool, the ease of access and, you know, your home before you know it once you return sort of thing. Um, but we can only do that if people yep. support the airport. Robin, so, how long have you been with them now? <laughs> well, um, 
for the Harley Crashing Peak. Um, over 25 years. Yeah, I know. Now. And we met a yeah, long, time. long, long time ago. In we your did. wildest dreams, you never could have imagined something like this, could you, the pandemic? No, no. I, the, the closest thing to it um, was the, um, if you all remember, the Icelandic volcano and the ash cloud. And oh, that yes. That was horrendous, to, wasn't it? A week to ten days yeah. and, and everything ground to a halt. And we thought that was bad enough. But to see this like this and to see that, you know, I, was, I, I look around the terminal building and see an empty, almost silence at times when there are no flights coming through. It's... Um, Yep. Yeah, you just never would have contemplated we'd be in the situation. But we're, we're coming out of it now. I'm confident about that. Robin Tudor, Liverpool Airport, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Pete. Good to speak to you. That was Robin Tudor. And if you enjoyed my podcast, why not subscribe? It's costing you nothing. And we've got some time together. Pete Price saying, look after yourself. Liverpool Live.